Good evening, everyone. Don't forget Jeff Gelman seminars. We've got three seminars coming up, one in Nashville, Chicago, and Nantua, New Jersey, which is right next to Philadelphia. And if you go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com, you can find out all about that. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and the wonderful Joel. And this is the What Would Jeff Do show, streaming to you live this Wednesday night. Hope everyone's doing fantastic on Instagram, on Rumble, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening live or for listening to the replay. Thank you for all the folks that are joining our podcast channels. Feel free um, to uh, like and share um, the show. We don't do any advertising whatsoever, so it's always great for organically for folks to share the show. Uh, this is a Q&A show. Folks will be asking their questions uh, by typing them in. Joel will read them. I will answer them. Most questions, unfortunately, we can't go into depth. That's why um, our community, which Joel will talk about, um, is so fantastic. We have, a, we have a community that you can join, and it's a membership, and we offer actually two live Zooms a month, face-to-face, voice-to-voice. And you have a lot more time to ask your questions. They are a group, though, so it's not like it's um, one-on-one, but we offer one-on-one as well. Either way, from free to paid, we can help you with your dog. You should, whoever you hire to train your dog should make fantastic uh, uh, improvement on day one. Your average dog trainer, not even great dog trainer, your average dog trainer can walk into your house or you can go to their training center um, and you should see incredible progress on day one. And then also make sure you are also learning. So that's the biggest misconception, especially with boarding trains. With boarding trains, um, a lot of times folks will be like, oh, I need to learn. I'm like, you've already done a, not. this is not a shaming thing, but you've already done a good job teaching your dog what not to do just by default. Give us a chance to actually at least get to zero, start training, then what we want, stop what we don't want, and then don't worry, you, with us, at least you get six hours of training, hands-on, private, one-on-one, and we will coach you, we will support you, we will teach you, and then we're here for you afterwards, and we'll also call you on you not doing the work. So when we tell you, listen, you need to take your dog off property every day somewhere, you know, get out of your little um, community, get out of your um, HOA, get out of your neighborhood, um, go places, go, go to public areas, but you're not, and you have a leash reactive dog, and you want your dog to be better in public, well, you're not exposing the dog enough. And right after boarding train is the perfect time to do it, actually, um, when your dog is still... Um, remembering what it did with us, and then it'll help you then with your leadership skills. Anyway, uh, folks can also top chat us on Rumble, top chat us on YouTube, and they can give us a badge on Instagram if they want to. Um, and anything you can do to interact with the show is greatly appreciated. Ask your questions. We'll give you answers. Uh, and let's get right into it. Okay. Um, Featherstone, Featherstone Sheila says, good evening. Hello. Oh, hi. How are you? Allison on Rumble. Hello, J Squared. I saved a pineapple fried rice with a shrimp recipe this afternoon so I can try it the next time I pick up pineapple. Jeff's cooking looked so good. Mm. I put it on Instagram. A lot of people were requesting that recipe. Oh, really? Jeff's made dinner like every night this week. Mm. Yeah. Crushing it in the kitchen. Wait He's till, a way better cook than me. Wait till tomorrow night, baby. Damn, I'm getting like the royal treatment Yeah, here. I got some Dijon crusted 
big salmon for you coming up. We had to switch our gender roles momentarily <laughs> because I had a mental breakdown with how much is going on in the company. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't be doing all this other stuff like cooking and cleaning and doing household things. So now I'm doing the a lot of the work for the digital company, which needs to be done. And that's my role. And Jeff's doing the house stuff. Yeah. It's great. It's actually... <laughs> Dinner cooked for me every night. Yep. He's doing my laundry. Yep. It's actually quite easy to do. It's actually really easy. It's, oh, it's, really, it's really simple to do, you know. Um, let's see. Sam says, good evening, J&J. &J. And I enjoy I truly enjoy it. I must say, though, we're, it's a good partnership. Yep. No, if you need good. help, your partner should pick up the slack yeah. and vice versa. You should think about dating, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or like write a book or something. Yeah, next. Um, Avi says, hello. Hey, Avi. Hey, Avi. How Constance are you? Constance says, hey, everybody. Hey, Constance. Hey, Hope you're well. Yeah, hope you're doing really well. Christy, poor Loki yesterday was literally shaking in his paws during the storms. Had um, to put him in the kennel during the storms because yeah. he lashes out when he gets scared. Yep. Safest place to be. Yep, yep. Actually, you, what you this storms hit like the whole East Coast yesterday. So when, when you get a, when you get a, when you're dealing with storms, you can't tell a dog just to relax. And we don't believe in drugging a dog because there's a storm. Um, but what you do, though, and we've done this thousands of times, kennel up, lie down. So keep them in a you know, Some people say, oh, keep the dog busy. I don't know of a dog that we have worked with in the last 20 years that was afraid of loud noises, storms, things like that. It was even the beginning state would, would not do, they wouldn't do obedience. Turn it into something fun. Now you get a drivey dog. You know, like your house is burning down and it'll freaking work for you. Like you'll do anything, you know. But a lot of the dogs that, that, that you might own and we might own, the best thing to do is kennel up, lie down, and just chill. And you're doing it's it's almost like forced relaxation. And what happens is the dog actually does get over it. They're gonna it's gonna look messy at first, like a lot of stuff get messy at first. If you've never done legs before and you go do a even a half-ass leg day, you can't even walk the next fucking day. <laughs> That's right? right. So should we just not so should we not train legs? Should we not train legs? You do you you know you you all you all of a sudden like start you know i used to be a backpacker so you start you know you know the first couple of days you hike since i would go on long trips i'd have a lot more food in my pack it's like i'd, I'd be carrying you know 80 pounds of uh, of stuff and and i and, I'm, and i and i pack light actually but um when you backpack with children sometimes you have to you know you carry a lot more of their weight as well you, you're the one that carries the tent you're the one that carries the majority of the food then you've got water for at least yourself um and then you've got to carry all the, the emergency supplies the kids each carried some communal stuff but not as much as you know i did and then every, every once in a while one of the kids because we would do like anywhere from 12 to 18 mile days 18 mile day imagine 10 years old doing an 18 mile day on the appalachian trail and these you know my older kids were animals when it came to backpacking animals but every once in a while like oh geez we're not gonna be stopping for another two three miles and um uh, one of the one of the girls would just be like totally exhausted then you have to take off their pack and they had full packs as well mm -hmm. and then you have to either i usually would just strap it onto my chest or literally push, strap it on the back of my pack and now you got close to 100 pounds on your back so anyway but guess what though next next day the point is you were sore but you still did it again mm -hmm. you know that's the thing about backpacking is you still have to keep going you yeah. can't stop no one's gonna it's a great lesson in life about like no one's gonna come for you it's like right now if you're struggling in life it's like no one's gonna come for you no one's gonna dig you out of the hole you have to do it yourself
Next. True that. Um, sure. C. Harris says, how do I get my dog to stop spinning in circles when I go to get him out? Oh, the kennel, you mean? I'm assuming okay. the kennel. So out of the kennel, out of the car, you know, out of something. So that's an excitement um, behavior. That's just excitement. So there's a couple of things you can do. Um, you can on a proactive level. So first of all, how do you stop it? E-cower correction and just say no, correct. Dog will usually stop. Um, but let's let's do some um, proper car behavior with proper crate behavior. So let's, let's talk about the crate first. We're a big fan of crates. Crates are basically designed to go into and lie down and fall asleep. You know, um, so kennel up and lie down. And we, and we train this. You do it step by step. There's actually a proper way to go into a kennel. How we it's not how we teach we teach a dog a proper way which we feel to go into the kennel and then lie down and then be quiet so it's go in the kennel lie down and put your head down and relax go in the kennel lie down put your head down and relax if you're not doing that we'll give you information usually with remote collar that says to do that because we want to start practicing resting positions both mentally and physically so if the dog gets up even if it sits up you can correct it it's not at this high earth-shattering blast. It's no different than you just saying down. You're just saying it non-verbally. And dog goes into a down. And then you keep role-playing that over and over and over again. And now the dog goes, oh, when you approach the kennel, I shouldn't get up. Then you go one step farther. Open up the door. The dog shouldn't still move. Walk away from the door. Dog still shouldn't move. And all of this is achievable in one day. One day you can achieve this, actually. Um, that's the magic of being able to share both sides of the story. If you're waiting for your dog not to make a mistake, you're going to be waiting for a very long period of time. You can also educate your dog that that was incorrect, and I want you to not do that again. Oh, well, thank you for telling me that on day one, because now I know. And you're also telling me what I should do. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for teaching me what I should do and what I shouldn't do. Simple concepts. That's why folks that are reward only, they're missing the boats. They're literally doubling and tripling and quadrupling the time it takes to train a dog when they can be way more efficient and effective and less frustrating for the owners and have a better relationship with the dog. This narrative that reward only builds a better relationship is bullshit. It's total bullshit. Um, so anyway, you would do that. But I want to throw some extra stuff in there because... I think about, like, it triggers something in my mind to think about all these narratives that, like, if you do reward only, you'll have a better relationship. If you correct your dog, you'll destroy the relationship. Whoever says that, I want to know where they got their information from. I want to know first person. So from them, how many dogs have they trained with a yes and no concept? Oh, I don't believe in saying no to a dog. Well, then how would you know this information? I heard it. Who'd you hear it from? <laughs> right. Who did you know? What is the exact name of the person who you heard it from? I heard it from my trainer. Great. What's their name? Where do they work? Go to their place. So I understand you're teaching this philosophy. I wouldn't do this. It's a dick move to do. But it's like, great. How many dogs have you trained with what I just spouted? Oh, none. I heard it. Who did you hear it from? It's just like everybody is hearing it. But ironically, the people that are doing it tell you it's wrong. It's just so interesting how that works. It's so interesting how that works. People that are in the trenches doing the work seem to have a very different narrative than the people that are like, supposedly this happens. I heard this happens. I know this happens, but you've never done it. Mm -hmm. 
So where's your information from? A study? There's no reliable studies out there that show this stuff. Well, there's one study about the dog's cortisol levels. I'm like, give me a fucking break. You know? It's like, give me a break. Next. Mm. Um, let's see. Snuggle Bun says, hey, everyone. Hey, Snuggle Bun. Hey, Snuggle Bun. Natalie says, hello, people from Florida. Hey, hello. Hey, yeah, we got a big, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of people down here in Florida. We have a lot of New Englanders living down here in Florida. A lot. Yeah. 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 I've got to put it this way. 12 that I know of, 12 of my original clients, like my the first 10 years in business, oh, are living in Florida right now, like right by me. You know, um, it's like, so there, there's got to be tons of people, tons of people down here. Obviously, everybody moves to Florida eventually. Not everybody. Eventually. Not everybody. Even from people from California are moving to Florida. Next. Um, Allison said, if the recipe is up for sending, hook me up pretty please. No, What's your recipe? It's it's right here. I know. We both cook without recipes. Yeah. We just, like, I've been cooking, you know, sprinkle a little shit all my life, you know, so. Mm. It's fun. Actually, I actually enjoy it. I enjoy the process. It's very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. Cooking and dishes, very therapeutic to me. The whole process. Next. See, Harris, a great advice. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Avi said, push through and embrace the suck. Yeah, you have to embrace the suck. You it's, got called, to. It's, called, it's called life. Yep. It's, it is called life. And that is the problem right now that people think they're going to go through life easy. Life is not easy. It's not. Now, that doesn't mean it's not fun doesn't mean it's a negative it's just not easy that's all and the, and the more you do the more issues that crop up it's the way it is so you might as well start practicing these things now and that's what's happening now is is a lot of people are not experiencing hardship at a younger age and the first small little hiccup they have in life in their 20s like you can't pay your gas bill like to me, it's like I've been able. I for the first, I don't know. I moved out of the house when I was seventeen, so probably for the first ten years of my, you know, not living with my folks, like I really paid the gas bill on time. I was always negotiating with a gas company to not have it shut off. It's like, like, but if you've never like experienced any hiccup in life, like have somebody dump you, get fired from a job, um, you know, get into a bad car accident and not being able to have a car, your car breaks down and you can't get it fixed, like. Welcome to the world. Mm. Welcome to the world. Next. Um, Paracella Dog Training said, working with the most leash-reactive dog I've ever worked awesome. with. I'm in Brooklyn and cannot bonk the dog in public. Prong and e-collar escalates him with reactivity. I want to use the dominant dog collar. Want to use the dominant dog collar? Question mark. Just tell everybody, you just tell everybody oh, you're in Brooklyn. Just tell everyone you're an illegal immigrant and you can do anything you want to. They'll actually mm -hmm. pay you money to bonk your dog in public. Um uh too soon okay um so what you can do though is this you can pre-bonk the dog before you leave the front door so we'll get our chaos to control course a lot of trainers get our chaos to control course so chaos to control is our leash reactivity course so you if you get that one you'll learn you'll learn all kinds of protocols to stop leash reactivity there isn't a case of leash reactivity that we have not stopped and we have we have dealt with extreme Extreme cases. Extreme cases. Next. Um, checks yourself. Says, hey guys, have a nine-month-old puppy that chews when left alone. Stopped kenneling her when we're gone because she poops every time and gets covered in feces. Only a foot of extra space in the kennel. Yikes. Okay, so you definitely should be kenneling your dog. 
because it's probably safer. Now it sounds like you might have a, it a might be dirty dog. You though. might have a dirty. You might have a dirty dog. That's the problem. So you might have a reverse house trained dog. So what I would do is this: when you have dogs that do that in the kennel, number one, start monitoring their food in the water. No free feeding. You also might be overfeeding your food. You also might be feeding crap food. Think about switching to raw. So we just had a dog boarding with us. Wonderful dog, super dog, sweet as sweet as can be. But she was on kibble, which is fine. That's owner's choice. But she's half the size of our dogs. She pooped three times as much. And our dogs eat more. Why? Because it just goes in and it goes out. So, number one, start thinking about switching to, to, to raw. Number two, monitor their, you know, your average dog poops once, maybe twice a day. Um, monitor the dog's poop cycle. In fact, find out, like, you, you should be able to know that when the dog poops. Like, even the dog was with us for a week, um, I figured out, her, her owner didn't tell me, I just figured out her poop cycle. Just like, just like that. And, her poop and, cycle. Yep, and every time, every time I, you know, every time it's like, oh, she's time for her to go outside and go poop. And, it's all, and she was just laying there sleeping. I took her outside, she pooped, boom, done. Yep. Every time, got it every time. So monitor the dog's poop and pee. Um, also make an Excel spreadsheet. You, you actually can make an Excel yeah. spreadsheet and you track it all, track it all. And then also what you can do is most people shrink the back of the crate to the front, which you can do obviously to short it, but how about lowering it, lowering the top, not permanently, not forever, but when a dog has to almost crawl into a crate, they historically can't side poop. We have had a couple of dogs that can lie down on their side, looks like they're sleeping, and they can poop. Highly skilled poopers. Okay, they have sphincter control like you wouldn't believe. It's only like they have a remote control on them. It's like mm, poop exiting. They push a little button. Start doing start doing those things. Next. Let's see. I want to make sure I'm not missing any on Insta, but we read those. Okay. Sid. Evening, J&J and gang. Finally, new phone arrived so I can finish signing up for the community. Missing Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff and so much more. Oh, good. Sid, you know what? I was literally at the gym this morning thinking about that. I'm like, why I is, should text Sid. Why isn't she in the community? No, and because she is in the community, oh. but she's having technical issues with her cell phone. I'm like, I wonder if uh, Sid's new phone came in yet because I haven't seen her in the community. Right, right. Literally just crossed my mind this morning. Nice. I'm glad you got your new phone. Good. Jessica, teaching my dog double down, helped with separation anxiety, storm anxiety, overexcitement, et cetera. Everyone raves about place training, but the double down is where it's at. Yep. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of protocols that we teach. That's, uh, Jessica, are you Wolfie's owner? Is that his name? The Husky that had wicked, he had such bad separation anxiety. Mm. We trained him a few years ago. Mm. He was so bad, but yes, he, yeah. he turned around. Double down is fine. funny. It's funny because everybody poo-poos the double down. Now they're getting more into it. But it's so, I've seen these trends in the last 20 years. I've introduced, a, you know, a concept and like even the place command. You know, when I first started dog training, the place command was oh, like, yeah. nobody, people were like, no, no, no! Don't do that. That's Good mean. Concept. Have your dog go to a go, go to a little platform or go to a dog bed, lie down, and be quiet on command. Oh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's doing it. You know, um, and then the double down. People were like, "Oh my god, that's too strict." Da da da. Most people don't understand state of mind training. That's what it is. They really do not understand state of mind training. Everything is about the flash, the fastness, the quickness. Is the dog happy doing the obedience? Is the dog? Um, then if it's not happy, it shouldn't be doing it. They don't understand about um, uh, re- getting the dog to relax on command. It's just it's, it escapes them. Next. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Natalie said, how are you doing? I went outside today, 40 degrees. It was like a day in March, a spring. Fabulous. That's great. I think Natalie's the one in Canada. So yeah, 40 for you must feel. Um, joyful canine said e-collar produces less cortisol in the brain than a head harness and a prong. According to a Euro study, e-collar produce the least amount of stress. Yeah. I, I, but I don't even follow those studies because it doesn't matter. They don't matter. Nobody gives a shit. That's my point. Nobody cares about the cortisol levels. Like, are we are we are we measuring every level, every chemical um, level in the dog, and every single thing we do? What happens with an over aroused dog? Separate. So, when you have a dog that's over aroused, what happens? They sometimes bite. They sometimes destroy. They have separation anxiety. I mean, there's so many, there's so many things. Mm-hmm. So I can take an e-cower and stop a dog from, so let's see, my dog destroys the crate and has massive separation anxiety. Okay, what does that create in the dog? Mentally and physically, as well as to your home, as well as to your property. What does separation anxiety um, create? Great, I can stop with an e-cower in one session. Now what do we have? A calm dog that's sleeping. Which is better? Are we, are we only going to look at one thing? That's not much of a study if you're only looking at one thing. So if I stopped, if I literally cut my calories in half, I would lose weight. Okay, but guess what, Jeff? You're very unhealthy now. Now you're unhealthy. Because now you're not putting enough nutrients into your system to keep all of your your, your organs going at the prime example or your energy level at the prime example. So it's like, there's more than one factor on how to like how to lose weight properly, how to train your dog properly. There's mm-hmm. more than one factor. Next. Let's see. Avi said it's called after leg day. Get into your manual car and drive home with no feeling on the clutch. Yes. Leg day? Okay, so you guys want to know how to not be sore after leg day? Don't do it. No, train legs three times a week. Right. Literally Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because... I'm telling you, if you stay consistent with that schedule, you won't be sore on leg day anymore. Right. It's like your body's just like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm hitting legs so many times. I have no choice. I better just get over it. Yeah. That's what I do. I follow full body three days a week. So I hit yeah. legs three times a week. That's great. Um, Judy said, heck yeah. I don't know what that's about anymore, mm. but heck yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joyful Canine, I'm not going to read that because we're not going to comment on viral dog training videos that are going around the but, internet. But also, I don't think that's what was going on. Those weren't yeah, cra- I don't no, think that was dog no, they, they weren't. Just go ahead and read it because it's not, don't name it because it's not naming a trainer. Did you see the trainer that used the bucket of water for crate drills? Any thoughts? <laughs> I don't think that they were doing crate drills. No. So, so what, the, the question is, Joyful, what was the trainer doing? I don't even know what the trainer was doing. Those weren't the, but they weren't crate drills, though. They were not crate drills at all. So what were they doing in their front yard in a community? What were they doing? What was the goal of that? Don't answer now. Next. Um, Jessica said, nope, I have two Aussies. Damn, I think one of our clients has your same last name then. Um, it was a bad separation anxiety dog. That's mm. why it's like ringing a bell. Sandy said, I just learned double down and it is the best. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't know what double down is, it's a dog that literally puts its head, but, but it's on command. So imagine a dog sleeping. 
But again, everybody gives a shit for that one too. Because we have dogs put their heads down and then they fall asleep. But it's like, oh, the dog is miserable. No, it's not. It's relaxed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's but relaxed. But it's just another one of those things now that it's like, we've been doing that forever, but we've gotten so much shit for it. Just like place. Yeah, I don't give a shit, though. We yeah. get shit for it's every- a game changer, We get shit for everything. State of it's, mind. it's funny. The biggest things we get shit from are the biggest things people have success with. That's the ironic part. Yeah. Like bonking. So many people have incredible life-changing success when they learn how to, to apply and use a bonker. Bonkers are wrapped up cotton towel. We have free videos on it. When you learn how to use that properly, it is a game changer. When you learn to double down, it's a game changer. When you teach your dog how to actually relax on command, it's a game changer. It's a bigger game changer than actually stopping your dog from pulling. Next. Joyful Canine said, 20 minutes of lower body yoga after legs on leg day two. Yes. There you go. Definitely got to stretch. I don't know why that just skipped a whole bunch. Sorry, everyone who I skipped. It like bumped me. Mm. Um, Joyful Canine said, the double down is amazing. Saves the whining in the car and the window yeah. jumping prevention yep. too. Yep. There's so, so much. much. There's, there's so much. There's like a good solid 10 behaviors that it, your dog just doesn't want to do anymore. and then the, the massive amount of calm state of mind it creates and we're talking instantly you don't have to tire your dog out like a lot of people are like a tired dog is a good dog it's like no a tired dog is a tired dog a tired dog is not a trained dog no a trained tired dog is not a well-behaved dog a tired dog is a tired dog and you absolutely should exercise your dog absolutely but I'm not going to tire you out to get you to be less excited I'm not going to tire you out to make you better behaved I'm going to train you Next. Sam said, I love how the double down changes my dog's state of mind. It's great. It's like it's impossible for them to be anxious or nervous when their head is on the floor. Maybe not impossible, but you're, it, it's, it's, it's just like, it's so, it's like if someone puts you in a really comfortable position on the couch or whatever, it's like you're probably just going to fall asleep. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah, I know. So it's the same concept. Yeah. It's like just chill out. Yeah. You're going to be here a while. Yeah. But you can do it on command. Yeah. And you can do it anywhere. Anywhere, even the busiest, loudest places, you can do it. Next. Um, let's see. Constance said, Joel, I love that you keep track of us regulars. Thank you for that. Welcome back, Sid. Yep. I do. Like you, my community members are my family. Yep. <laughs> I definitely keep tabs. <laughs> it's true. Hey, I haven't seen that person in a while. That's right. <laughs> I'm like the mother hen. Like, where is everybody? Joyful canine, apparently withholding treats, toys, et cetera, or value, negative punishment, creates some of the highest amount of stress. Absolutely. Building agitation. Absolutely. Of course. Of course it does. You've been saying this forever, too. I've been saying that forever. <laughs> I literally said, this was... This, we all know Because We know. I have, I, I said, if you ever want to see, I remember with Uma, who I, who's been dead for a while. Um, uh, I probably got her... 17 years ago, maybe. Um, anyway, she, if I really wanted to stress her out, the ultimate in stress. All of our dogs. I would hold a ball and not give it to her. Mm -hmm. That stresses out Kira, it stressed out. Uma, it stressed out. Taxi would stress, stress out. Um, it, it stresses out so many dogs. So many dogs, especially Dogs that love to play ball. So if you really, really want to create stress in a dog, withhold a ball with a ball-crazy dog. Next. Let's see. 
Brittany said, hey, guys. Say said like 15 in Spanish. Did mm -hmm. I say that right then? Mm -hmm. Okay. We have the 12 week old Corsal pup. My brother was irritating the puppy and held his hand down while he tried to stand, held his head down while he tried to stand up, trying to rough house. I told him to back off, but Say growled and gave a little bark, air nip, air snip. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I correct the pup for this behavior. No. My brother was being an ass. No. But do I correct the pup when he demonstrates that behavior? Obviously, corrected and educated my brother. How old is the dog? He's 12 weeks. No, he's playing. He's playing. He's playing. No, your, your, your brother is being irresponsible. He's just getting the dog all worked is up. Is the Corso? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Keep it up. Tell your brother to keep it up, and one day he'll be looking, he'll be looking, he'll be Googling best plastic surgery near me. Just tell him. Just go ahead. You can keep doing it, but start saving all your money. Next. Um, Megan said, love double down. When I say head down, he just knows immediately that I want him mm -hmm. to just settle. Awesome. Game changer. Awesome. Yes. Yep. Um, Avi said, look like that guy was getting the dog desensitized to a plane crash in the ocean. Yes. Jessica said, panting. Oh my God. I agree. Really, really annoys me in the car. So the double down stopped it. Yep. I'd rather hear a dog lick its butt than hear panting. Right. Now she sleeps in the car. Yep. I agree. The panting exactly. gets me every time. It's like, because you know they're anxious, and then it, like, makes me anxious. No, it doesn't make me anxious at all. It's like, oh, my God, please. No. Chill the fuck out. Every sound makes you anxious, though, Joel. Well, like, <laughs> stressful sounds, yeah. Not the sound of the vacuum. That's therapeutic. That's, that's true. Daniel, hi, Jeff. How are you today? Good. Really good. You're good. I want to know how to get a neighbor dog. I got four weeks pregnant old puppy. What? What? <laughs> Is this Daniel from oh, New Zealand? Oh, this is Daniel from New Zealand. Yes. Daniel. I can't read it. Daniel, turn off the fucking AI, would you? I can't Daniel read it. Daniel's been using AI before AI was I out. I want to know how I got a neighbor dog. I got a four weeks pregnant old puppy. Mud neighbor dog. Keeps barking, barking, barking. What do I do? Tell your <laughs> Knock on your neighbor's dog door and say, your dog is barking all the time. It's irritating. Can you please shut, shut the dog up? Find out if there's any code, code enforcement stuff you can do. I do not mind a dog barking at all. But when you've got a neighbor's dog, because we've had them around here before, we have we have a, a, a neighbor that actually, their dogs went right through our fence and ended up in our yard. They actually broke through our fence. They tried to jump over it. They eventually broke through the fence. And they ended up in our yard, which is a stupid thing to do. Um, and uh, But it was this nonstop barking. I remember when we first moved down here, because I, I own this house way before we moved down here and i was just like we've, we've got a few houses down here and i was like let's move into this house down here let's move into this we call it house c it's the third one i bought down here so let's move into this house and it's you know we it's beautiful pool cage sit out in the sun first day here we sit out in the sun and it's <laughs> we're loving it and then all of a sudden non-stop Barking. Like non-stop. I couldn't record a video. They came through our fence. Yes, I they couldn't. bit through the panel, like the wooden thing. It's okay. I don't care. I know. You don't pay attention to what I say. I don't sometimes. I, a lot of times. It's sometimes fine. I do tune you yeah, out. That's fine. That's fine. Next. Okay. It's okay. Devin said, do you guys use a yes marker as well as good? Also, what is the practical use for an indirect? So this is the thing. Everyone's got their own philosophy on good and yes. And you, you can also use other markers too. Um, as, as far as 
we have a marker usually for a holding pattern and, and we'll do, for instance, if a dog's doing duration work, instead of down, and it's just learning it, by the way. So we'll say good in a neutral tone, we'll actually even, we'll actually even um, uh, reward. Um, and the reward or the good doesn't mean the dog can release. Now, we use break more than we use yes. A lot of times- We don't use yes at all anymore. A lot of times people will use yes as a, um, Finished. Finished. And like now, you can break command. Like a terminal. Marker. Yes, we use. We use. We. I don't like to talk in these know, terms though, because people don't understand that. So it's basically command. Oh, you're doing it. Good. Neutral. Um, and then at the end, break. Higher pitch. You can even back up. You can actually even do a food reward on break. And this is on dogs that are learning. A lot of people are 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 not getting off of food soon enough. Next. I got rid of yes a while ago because it was, it was, too, it was well, too much for the owner. It was, the that's what it was. Yeah. It was, it was not too confused. You always remember, remember a lot of things. Um, but one of the thing is, is a dog, is a working dog trainer for, for, for families. You're training the dog for the family. You're not training the dog for you. So if you want to use, yeah, if you want to use good and yes, if you want to use that, that's fine. But make sure by the time the dog goes back to the owner, it's not like that anymore. Because the owners won't get it right. That's not to say there's not an owner out there that's like getting it right, but your average owner is going to is not going to get it get it right. And it's just going to confuse the hell out of the dog. Owners are having a hard time sometimes holding the leash properly. They need more work on leash handling skills than they do on anything else. Timing they need help with obviously as well, and then obviously when you apply a, a reward, a lot of owners and trainers actually are, are misapplying rewards. The timing is wrong; it's too late. I'm um, sorry, it's too early. That's very very common is to reward too early, and then the dog does learns they can do half-ass work next. Dog lover said, "Hey J and J, will the new puppy videos be brand new puppy course, or will they be added to the existing?" I don't know. That's a tough one. Well, I'm thinking of just adding them to the existing, but for the puppy, depends how much we can film. Yeah. So we're getting crunched for time filming because the dog coming, the puppy's coming in at the same time as the um, separation, separation anxiety dog is coming in. And we're making, we definitely are making a course on the separation anxiety. In fact, you can right now you can get, um, you can attend our free webinar, and um, Joel can put a link up to that. Um, or if you go to Instagram or Facebook, you can see um, any of our posts and you just type in. Um, you can also just go to the website. Right on the oh, you can just go, to, just go to the website too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I don't know, dog lovers. That's It's tentative right now. We have not decided oh, oh. what's going on with the new puppy course. Yeah. Or... I don't know if we'll add it, but we might, we might just make another one. Maybe eventually we'll combine them. You know? Next. Because um, now looking back at the... Everyone always said, like, because, I don't know, it's because we just got labs. We got Tucker, and then we got Duke. They're like, but my puppy doesn't act like that puppy. And I'm like, those are just the dogs we got. So, but this is the thing. When people say my puppy doesn't act like my, that puppy, that's true. There's different, you know, there's different, you know, energy and, and drive. This and, and, puppy we're getting in is supposedly, like, terrible in the crate, so, according to his but, owner. But the point is, you can get a puppy to be calm and work relatively simple. Once you stop all the nonsense of a puppy, and that doesn't mean that the puppy can't be playful, it can't be excited, it can't run around. Of course, it can do all those things. But when it's time to work, 
is the dog taking the work seriously enough? And if it's not, you can actually get the dog to be more focused. How do you do it? You can actually apply a correction for over-arousal when it should be working, which is, the, which is training. So a lot of people are like, training should be fun. I agree 100%. Some dogs actually don't want to train. They're not yeah. interested in training. It's got, it has nothing to do with the skill set of the owner or the trainer. People have to understand there's a lot of dogs out there, and we see a lot of them, and so do our colleagues, and so, do, so does anybody else that works with challenging dogs or stubborn dogs or hard dogs that are hard to, um, they don't learn well. It's like, you're going to see a lot of dogs are just unmotivated. They're just unmotivated. They're not these high drive working dogs that love the work. And that's not necessarily a breed thing because there's drivey dogs in every category from five pound dogs to, you know, 200 pound dogs. Next. Cindy, when walking my dog on leash, he does well when I stop to visit with someone. I have him sit, but as soon as the person looks and wants to pet him, he will growl. I've given him a correction with the e-collar, mm -hmm. and then the person will, of course, tell me how aggressive he is because of the collar. Right. I've asked people to please stop. He doesn't need to be pet. Mm -hmm. I am working with him. Right. Will he stop growling if I just keep being consistent and tell people I am working with my dog more firmly? Yeah, tell people they can't pet the dog. Tell them to F off. Yeah, tell people they can't pet the dog. So you know, this is the thing about boundary setting, too. This is the thing about boundary setting. It's really, really important. In fact, Alex Hermosi talked to this about the concept about um, going holidays. And let's say, let's say you haven't been home for um, say, say even say you come home every other year for the holidays. And say you're 30 years old now, and you left the house when you were 17, so it's been 13 years. And Say your folks are talking about, or your sister or friends are saying, man, you're just such an angry person. And, um, and you're like, you can actually, it's like people have a hard time with boundaries. And let's say you struggled with anger issues back when you were 17 and 18. But since you were 20 years old, you actually have resolved all that. And you actually have resolved your no more anger. And you've had 10 years of actually like practicing not being angry and learning some really good coping skills. And here they are trying to categorize you as an angry person, you actually, if you have proper boundary setting concepts, especially with family members, um, it's like, stop saying that. I'm not angry. I'm not an angry person. Would you like me to be angry? But that was how I was when I was younger. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not angry. So when you have someone that says the e-collar is making the dog aggressive, even though Theoretically, you don't really give a shit or you shouldn't give a shit what they say. You can say, actually, you are wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. My dog is actually getting better because of the training that I'm doing with the e-tower. You just don't know what you're you just don't know what you're talking about. So mind your business and stop telling me that my dog is aggressive and that I'm making it more aggressive when you actually don't know. Next. It sounds like going home for the holidays to me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's I have a brother who literally does that. I don't have a good relationship with he him. He talks about you when you were a child. When I was like eight. Right. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Totally the same person. Yeah. Yep. yep. Sam, someone in the community said they have been doing sit instead of down for duration, and it has helped with whining. Can't believe never thought to do that. We well, that's to, what I had you guys for. We told yeah, you. We told. We told you to do it the last fucking podcast, Sam. It was on the, the, the coaching call. Yes. 
sitting in a chair. I think it was the coaching. No, one. I think it was on podcast. Oh. Anyway, either way, it was online relatively the last week or two. It was said, try doing sit in a chair because we talked about how even aggressive <laughs> dogs won't aggress. Dogs that are touch yeah. sensitive, dogs that are touch sensitive, you can touch them more. Um, so next. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bully strong. My pack has done so well with our training program, and then I got complacent. Bam! Yeah. Four dog dog fight. Oh, Yikes! Choked out fuck. one dog at a time by myself. I cannot manage four remotes at a time. Yeah. No major injuries. Lots of blood, and I got my first bite. No yeah. puncture. Yeah. Big bruise. You know, you know what? Sure. Wake up reminders for consistency are yeah. timely. I'll schedule a consult. Yes, and also um, the remotes not. It might. It might have just not worked. And it's like it's not that they wouldn't have worked when a dog is in drive. They don't care about discomfort. They just don't care. So um, the best thing to do is if you've got dogs that um, everybody should learn how to choke out a dog, just like everyone should learn how to shoot a gun. Even if you don't believe in guns, learn how to shoot a gun because there's going to be a time possibly just like you should learn how to do CPR. You know, um, there's going to be a time that one day you might need one. Um, but everyone should learn how to choke out a dog. And this is the reason why. Let's say, well, I don't need to. My dog is friendly. How about all the off-leash dogs we have out there? How about an off-leash dog that attacks your dog? You need to know how to get that dog off of it. The best way to do it is take away the dog's oxygen. So you need to learn how to take away the dog's air. Because a dog that can't, isn't breathing or that's passed out isn't attacking your dog. Next. Uh, he said Freya would go nuts for the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, like, high-drive dog will. Yep. yep. Um, Joyful Canine said, yeah, force-free trainers use that method constantly, yeah, right? Withholding. Yeah. Because that's nice. <laughs> it's like you're stressing the hell out of the dog. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. nice. Yeah. You're not hurting the dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Megan, it's so cold here in Canada. By Saturday, it feels ne- like negative 46. Is that Celsius, that's, though? That's Celsius. So what's that in Fahrenheit? So this is right thing. now, it's negative 30. Too cold to go on walks. And I've noticed Rudy gets more growly when he's not exercised. We try and play in the house, but it's just not the same. Any suggestions? Yeah, stop the growling. Stop the growling. Negative 46. So this is the thing. Um, If you weren't aware, you're living in Canada. It gets cold there. Holy shit, that's negative 50. There's a lot of states. What? There's a lot of states that are south of you that are nice and warm. I can't even imagine what that feels like. What? Negative 50? Is that ser- is that for real? Yeah, absolutely. We're in Canada. Where are you living, we're in, Megan? But we're in Canada. So I had a remote client, that, um, an online client, who lives in Canada, way, way Negative northern 50. part of... Like some northern part of... Yeah, northern part of Canada. Canada. In, the, in the wintertime, which is most of the time, they never leave their house without a shotgun. Oh yeah. To go outside bears, to, go, to go out to go out and to take the trash out, shotgun. Yeah. To, to let the dogs go to the bathroom just for three minutes, shotgun. They always had a shotgun. That's like uh, the people who live in like what's that island way up there, Svalbard or something? I follow like a YouTuber who lives up there. Mm. She's got to bring a shotgun like everywhere yeah, she goes. Yeah, it's common. And it's like dark for like six months. I'm like, yeah. who lives here? What? Why do you live in the dark? Everyone, I mean, if you like it. Yeah. Why do you want to live by a beach? Right. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got their thing. She lives in Saskatchewan. I said it right this time. Yeah, that's great. Remember when I had such a hard time? Yes, you did. It's like a, like a foreign language or something. Well. Um, Daniel. It's no different than people yeah. mispronouncing Worcester. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Right. Worcestershire. Right. Worcester. 
Daniel says, blue smiling face. Jeff, you may be credit laugh. And Jeff, you made me <laughs> laughing. Okay. All right. Daniel. All right. <laughs> I could always count on Daniel for a laugh. Yeah. Joyful Canine. Did you hear your guys' shout out this morning on a popular YouTube channel? Ticked many off. That's all I'll say. Just curious if you saw it. Being awesome like you is a bloodbath. No, we don't. No, we don't follow stuff like no, that. Nobody, nobody knows. But but sometimes people would notify us too. No, yeah, it's fine. We've started. You know, again, it's like if people want to jump on the I hate Jeff Gelman train. But was it a good shout out? Yeah, it was a shout out, and then everybody got pissed oh, off. And everyone got mad. You know, this is the thing. I've been doing this for a really long time. I've been doing it for a really long time. I don't expect a, a, a huge amount of the population to like me or like what we do. Ironically, they don't know anything about me or what we do. They hear a podcast where I'm talking about choking out a dog, mm-hmm. right? And they'll be like, oh my gosh, he's a little bit harsh. I would never send my dog to him. I'm like, you wouldn't? So I like to know, you, you should ask when, you're, when someone's walking the dog, like when you, when, you put your, your, when you hire a babysitter, do you ask them if they're CPR trained? Do you do a background check on them? Yeah. Okay. Do you make sure that, you know, do you do a background check? Do you have video cameras? Do you have a nanny cam? I'd like to know, I'd like to know that since you're taking care of my child, you know what to do in an emergency. What are you going to do when, if, there's a, if there's a smoke alarm goes off? What are you going to do if someone breaks in the house? What are you going to do if one of my kids is choking? What are you going to do if my kid falls down and knocks, gets knocked out? I'm putting the life of my child in your, your, your hands. What are your skills? So if you send your dog to a dog, to a boarding train and they're out walking the dog and an awfully strong attacks that dog, do they know how to choke out a dog? I would like to know that because I'd like my dog to come back alive. Do they have a skill so set? True. Do they have a skill set to keep your dog safe? So unfortunately, not to me, but to others who have got horrifically behaved dogs, if they even listen to an ounce of what we preached, instead of sticking around in all these groups that will bring them nowhere fast, their life would be so much easier. Their life would be so much easier. You can always ask people, like you should ask anyone else, oh, I don't like so-and-so. Why? Can you give me an example? He was really, really good at this. Two, two interviews out there. There's an interview out there with Elon, with the BBC reporter. And there's an interview out there with the, who's the gentleman um, uh, in Canada who um, is always in a battle with Trudeau. He's always in a battle with Trudeau. His hair is like off to the side. Um, well, well spoken. No idea. Um, anyway, he's eating an apple in one interview. And, 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 and they're interviewing him and they're like, you know, a lot of people have said like, so-and-so. And it's something negative. I'm like, who? Who are these people? Do you have a name for these people? Who? Well, I don't know. I'm just hearing. I'm like, who'd you hear it from? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm like, sure it matters. You actually, like, you said it. You made a statement saying a lot of people. Who are these lot of people? Or did you just make that up? So when someone says something negative, like, I don't like how Jeff trains, just say, what don't you like about it? Hmm. Oh, he um, throws, Hmm. he hits dogs in the head with towels. When? When does he do that? What's he teaching? What's he stopping? You know, I mean, people have, you have to understand context. And the problem is people are not understanding context at all. 
they don't understand context at all. Next. Virgin Mary, it's an honor to have you here. Wow, holy oh shit. God, he's doing good about healing. Surprised they let you in the door. While we walk. Why? Oh, to, on our podcast? Yeah, yeah yes. that's true. Um, dogs doing good about healing while we walk. Nice. There's just this general ears up high energy vibe. Should yep. I use the prong for when his ears go up? How do I kick this? Okay. So ideally you'd have a remote collar. So I'm going to, let's get you to our free walking course first. If you go to solid canine Academy, go to solid canine Academy at the very bottom will be a little pop-up goes across the whole bottom of the screen, but it's, it's our walking course. It's called walk the walk. Click on that. It's a free video course. You learn how to have a better walk. Now, what you just described is arousal. It also could be in certain situations loading. So, a remote collar, shock collar, is going to be your best tool for that. The best tool for that. The most effective tool that. The most efficient tool for it. But if all you have is a leash, that does work. But it also, in certain situations, can actually escalate it. So that's where the remote cow and bad timing on the remotes can also escalate it. So it's not just a tool conversation. It's also a dog training protocol conversation. So we've got what tool to use, what method to use, and then the timing of that. So there's a couple of, there's a couple mm -hmm. factors as well. And then a lot of times people are doing a leash pop, but it's like on a scale of one to 10, it's a one when they should be doing a seven. Even though they might think their one is a seven, it's not. Next. Cindy said, thank you. Sam said, no, I know that. I've been doing it. I meant that I haven't heard anyone else oh, that has done it. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So you're, you're off our shit list. <laughs> Megan, today I had someone coming to the house today to drop something off, and I specifically told them I have a dog. Ignore him and don't pet him. Right. We're teaching him boundaries and not to huff and to calm his shit when people are at the door. Right. And honestly, ignoring has worked really well. Unless it's my sister, and then he goes nuts with excitement. Yeah, a lot of dogs do. Yeah. I'm, I'm people that they know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can still stop that. Yeah, Bonker is great for stopping that. And some people struggle with that because, so you're trying to tell me that when my sister comes over and my dog loves my sister, okay? My, my dog doesn't love my sister. I'm just saying in this example, my dog loves my sister. Um. You want me to tell my dog to stop being so excited? Yeah, I actually am. I actually am. And 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 you know you know what, dog? I'm really glad that you're happy to see so and so. But stop barking, because dogs do that too. Mm -hmm. Stop doing the zoomies. Stop that too. Stop jumping over the couches because you're so excited. Stop doing that too. Mm -hmm. And I want you to lie, sit there, lay down, be patient because when it's time, you guys can interact next. Sam said, LOL, sorry, my wording in that statement sucked. All good. Don't worry, Sam. Please. Still love you, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Constance said, I think there's two Sam White regulars. One is male and in another country and female Sam tonight with her resident whiner, but I can never tell which is which until they comment about their dogs. Right. Sam White is female. Sam Davis, Sam Davis. is in Argentina. He's in Argentina. We were confused in the, like when they first started coming on the show, too. We're he like, actually does. Yeah, and you know what? He actually doesn't own a dog, I believe. Sam? I don't think Sam wants a dog. We have German Shepherds. Of course, he's on the show all the time. Who's the one that's a regular on our show and literally said A that different Sam, then. They don't own a dog. There's a different Sam. Maybe we have a Sam Brown. There was, there was a Sam <laughs> There was a Sam in another country 
I, I could have sworn that Sam. No, Sam Davis has German. That's shepherd. what I, I knew that. I knew that. But it's like, who is the There's Sam though? Who's Sam. Sam that doesn't own a dog? I don't like, know. I listen to your show all the time. I don't even own a dog. I don't know. Are you here, Sam? Yeah. Nice. Um. See, Jeannie said likely because of polar bears for safety. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Yep. Oh my God, Brittany, this cracks me up. We're loving Green to Graduate too. It makes us feel human when training. That raw and real. Also, you guys are hilarious. But watching Griffin be work through the struggles, like the kennel, and it look messy. Oh and my the, God. And the we laughed and didn't think God it looked like our brothers. That was such a shit show. His peeing. It was like every day. And then in the middle of one of them, I got like pissed at Jeff. I'm like, give me him. I'm taking him outside. <laughs> Jeff's like, he just went. I'm like, no, he needs to go more. Give me the dog. <laughs> I like took him out because he, once he broke the seal, it would just keep coming yeah. until he finally got outside and like let a big one out. Yeah. And whenever you went, like we would work, we would have worked the dog outside, but like we had all our equipment, it was alive, it but it was live. It was, yeah. a li- it was a live training session. It's like, we couldn't move it all the equipment outside. But whenever you get a dog that pees a lot during training, it could be nervous, fear, it could be excitement. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It just means that like that like yeah. the, the, the dogs are like that. They there's dogs like that. Work them outside if you can. Work them outside if not obviously not in Canada this time of year. That's like the interesting part of our live courses. I can't edit out our talk. And a lot of times in the courses that are pre-recorded. I'm not editing out training as much as I'm editing out our talking. Yes. And then when we're live, I have to be really conscious. Like, Joelle, don't like say something mean to Jeff. Like, we're live. <laughs> which is which is really hard for her to do, obviously. Jeez. I didn't realize it was so difficult for you to, to hold back. <laughs> or, really? or I'll be like, can you not go on so many tangents? Like, can you get back on Jeez. track, please? Maybe we should have, maybe we should do more live courses so you don't act like an a-hole to me so much. No, I have to keep him under wraps. I'm telling you because even Courtney said, because she filmed for me one day. I was busy editing. I had so much going on. I'm like, can you film with Jeff? And she's like, wow, I don't give you enough credit for what you do. I'm like, I know. She's like, he just talks about all this random stuff. Like, it's hard to keep him on track. I'm like, I know. It's sort of like when you guys were at Home Depot, you and Courtney filming, <laughs> and you were now in the editing process, and you were editing, we and you were like, damn, I can't use any of this content, because <laughs> all you hear is Courtney and I talking. Huh. And she's like, she's complaining about the smell of the pesticide. She's like, oh, this aisle stinks. That, I'm like, oh my God, Courtney. And then you're fucking, and then since you're holding the camera, whatever you say is like picked up, but you've yelled at me for breathing too loud. I felt like, I I felt like, you know, uh, uh, what's that? Because the mic picks it up. What's what's that? What's that Kate and eight husbands, ex-husbands name? John, John, I felt like John there for a minute. It's like, can you please stop breathing so hard? listening to the video i'm like all i can hear is your you know what that happened used to happen a lot when i used to film your workouts when i used to film your workouts it's like i literally would like she'd be doing a set and i would go like this (laughs) i get so mad by his breathing in the background of my workout videos sorry Abby said, I want my dog to come back alive, too. Yeah, yeah I would hope exactly, so. It's like exactly. a fair requirement. So you what, though? If we would have used a microphone on you, we would have eliminated that problem. I know. I don't know why so, we did it. I don't know. Um, 
Uh, Ying Aling says e-collar trained for a year for a dog reactive dog, passing dogs 80% with no issues. But when surprised or just randomly, we'll set off a full-blown reaction yeah. where corrections didn't work. Any yeah. tips? Yeah, that's a, that's a really difficult one. I mean, 80%, I'd like to get up to 95%. Um, what, this is, you can set it up, but if it, the problem with that is the dogs figured out real quick. You'd be like, hey, friend of mine with a dog, we're going to be walking down the street. And what I want you to do, you see those two cars there? Hide behind the cars and all of a sudden just come out right in front of us. You can eliminate that. So this is what you're going to do. Number one, make sure you understand. I mean, it sounds like you know how to stop leash reactivity. But I would, I would start doing a couple of things. Is your dog in follow mode? Meaning, if you don't have to do follow mode, we have free courses on that. And it's, and it's right on in Solid Canine Academy. Just get our walking course. And you'll, you'll learn. It's, all, it's part of Green to Graduate. It's part of our community. Watch Green to Graduate 1. By the way, joining our community comes with Green to Graduate 1 and Green to Graduate 2. And it also comes with a trick training course. And it, comes with, it comes with so much stuff. So much stuff. Live coaching, everything. Um, but what I would start doing is making sure your dog's in a good state of mind at all times on the walk. And any sign of Forging ahead, any sign of arousal at all, and you can usually start sensing it. You know, you can sense it's like something doesn't feel right, and you look back at the dog, and you're like, "Oh, you're focusing on something too much." There's always going to be the what ifs, though. Now we train for the what ifs, but dogs aren't perfect. Dogs are Mother Nature will always win. Mother Nature will beat the best dog training. The goal is to override Mother Nature in so many different categories of the dog's life. So what do you do? You have to get your timing and your get your no marker up there. So make sure because you can get a no out pretty quick, sometimes quicker than you can get a you know a, a correction out. But those things are going to happen. But you can start role playing them next. Megan said, "Yeah, Rudy does growl at the kids still off and on when he's on the couch with me. I always correct him and physically grab him by the scruff and say no." but also kick him off the couch. But then what's strange to me is that he goes looking for interaction with the kid that he growled at. Like, he's sorry? I don't know. No, he's that. not sorry. He's not sorry. <laughs> he's, he wants attention. So what I would do is I would get the dog to spend time off the couch. I'm not opposed to dogs in the bed or in the couch. I'm, a, I'm opposed to bad behavior. And I can usually connect the dots between this behavior will make a certain behavior worse. Your dog doesn't deserve to be on the couch. Not right now, okay? So I would have your dog in place, off to the side, not at your feet, off to the side, off to the side, um, and just be calm. So your dog obviously is needs somebody to entertain the dog possibly. You know, oh, mom doesn't wanna pet me anymore. I'll mm -hmm. go look for somebody else next. Virgin Mary said, I have a remote collar. I didn't mean prong. <laughs> That's, okay. the, that's the least reactive? No, just like hyped up, like a little too aroused on the whole walk. Yeah, you can use, yeah, use the remote. Yeah, use the remote. Remote, <laughs> remote, will, remote will help you. And when do you do it? It's the first sign of the being hyped. Um, Sam said, that's true. There was a Sam that said that a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I used to work with a Sam Brown. So confused. That's why I was really, I was confused. That's why I was confused. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. So because the Sam in Argentina, it's like, yeah, he's talked about dogs all the time. In there fact, might yeah, have been. A he fan. actually helps dogs. He helps neighbors' dogs and stuff. He started yes. training on the side. Yeah. yeah, I know. But that's why I was so confused. 
Brittany says, Haha, my husband was like, Joelle is so over that dog peeing and you were having camera issues. And Jeff goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, you guys all live. I mean, this is life. Yeah. Not too many, not too many trainers will do live training. It's funny because like, with a challenging I dog. Even, like, it's not even like I was frustrated with Griffin peeing. I was frustrated with Jeff because he's arguing. I'm like, the dog needs to go out. He's like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> yes, he does. He needs to go out. Damn it. <laughs> he peed enough. For, but he still okay. had more. No. That's my point. I take him out and he would pee more. He peed so much that Noah called me up and asked me if we have any availability. <laughs> that was that was he peed enough to like fill up a gallon jug. Where does he come from? Yeah. Uh Willie says, Hey, advice on fearful dogs in public. Excellent obedience, but body language just looks horrible. Yeah. Just more time on leash in public and being consistent with loose leash. Curious if it will improve. Tends to make more mistakes because worried about environment. Well, not okay. So let's clarify a couple of things. First of all, I don't know what your loose leash definition is. So we have a we have a we have a pretty strict heel. So we actually can let. How do you get a dog over fear? You can't just say, "Hey, get off, good over fear." But what you can do is you can start leveraging accountability on the dog's obedience to get the dog over fear. So. Getting your dog exposed to more things in a structured environment with accountability, will that help the dogs get over fear? Absolutely, yes. Do some dogs look miserable all the time when they're in public? Yes. Yep. And it's not a training um, philosophy tool conversation at all. It's just a dog conversation. Genetics. Some dogs just look miserable. But... What I mean by accountability is, say we've got a dog, say we have a dog that's in Home Depot, and it's a really nervous, skittish dog, and we get a lot of them. And say there's a, there's a couple of bags of uh, um, peat moss um, in the garden department, and it's about three foot high. We'll tell the dog to get up onto it and then to lay down on it. So now it's laying down, and all of a sudden, a cart comes by. And the dog gets nervous from the cart, so it sits up and it gets really, really nervous. We'll say no, and we'll have the dog go back into a down. So now we're leveraging obedience to get the dog over a flight response. That dramatically will help. We get dogs that couldn't even walk in the front door of Home Depot because they have sensory overload. And within a few sessions, because we already taught them their core obedience prior we don't just go into home depot with an untrained dog dogs people always ask us what happens if you have to correct your dog in home depot i'm like we rarely have to have to because by the death by the time they get to their public access work they already know everything they've been proofed on it they've gone to correction level they've worked around distractions so now it's time to actually put it actually into the real world obviously do they do as well no they don't they don't do as well because there's even more distractions. And then there's all, all kinds of different scents and sights and sounds. And then you got freaking what the Home Depot by or the Lowe's by us has a freaking cat living there. That stalks you and, and hits it's you. probably because of all the damn birds that are there as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, but this is again, this is mother nature. So <clears throat> absolutely start holding your dog accountable. Keep keep the heel 
in a, I don't know what your proper heel is, so I'll say what our proper heel is. You can always look it up. It's just for the dog a little bit behind you. You have to start leverage, leveraging obedience, and don't be afraid to hold a dog accountable that is nervous. A lot of people do. They think it'll make it worse. It might appear worse at first, but just like if you go to a really good therapist, okay, really good, and you're really trying to straighten out some really challenging things in your life that are definitely holding you back, especially when you're in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. And it should be difficult. It should be very difficult. But if you've got a good therapist, they'll help you work through it. They're not just going to leave you out there. It's like, oh, well, guess what? Sorry, I just unpacked all this baggage. So that's another thing. A good therapist better know how to repack. So is the dog trainer. So true. You need to know how you, you need to know how to like. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay bring you over threshold because everyone's saying don't bring your dog over threshold, which is the stupid advice in the world because then you can't bring your dog anywhere. I'm gonna train you over threshold, but I know how to work with you over threshold. Next. Damn facts right there. Jeannie said Darth Vader breathing. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It was not like that. Terry said, Griffin covered the behavior emotion gambit. Some of the moments are the ones you try to hush up. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. That was a... Uh... That's the thing about live courses. You just don't know. With a live course, we That should... caught us all off guard. Yeah. All. We, yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? And all we, were, all we were telling the dog to do is go in a kennel. Go in the damn kennel. That's it. That's the only time it actually really peed. Was, yeah. Yeah. But then he became a rock star. Yeah, he was great. crushing it by like day three. That's why, that's why we worked out. Imagine if we stopped. Yes. Oh no, can't go any further. Yep. No, we worked out through those things. He's still doing great. His owner sends us updates from time to time. Um, Brandon said, howdy, J&J. Have a blessed evening and great tomorrow. Thank Thank you so much. Will do. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, look, we're finishing all the questions and it's 8.05. Oh, wow. Joyful awesome. said, more owners also need to take accountability. Yeah, of course. Everybody, everybody has to, and it's not even a dog training um, um, mm-hmm. uh, statement. Just, no. just owners need to take accountability. Human beings Human in beings. general. If you guys are on our email list, we get a lot of um, replies saying how much they help people. Our emails are literally about human personal growth, growth right. and development. Yep. We do send out emails about dog training. But most of it's about becoming a better you. percent of it yep. is about becoming a better human. Mm-hmm. And people are like, holy shit. Yeah. I love these emails. I look forward to them. And yep. I'm so glad because that's the point. Yep. But we're trying to create more empowered humans. Right. Because then the dogs will be better. Because then the dogs, of course, yep. just do better. Everybody does better. Your relationship does yep. better with, um, uh, with your partner, with your kids, and <clears throat> with yourself. And, um, and then everybody wins. Everybody wins. The better you do, the better everyone does. That's why you should be working on yourself first. You sound like my emails. I'm like, you set the bar. Wonder why. You set the standard. Wonder why. I know. Yeah. Right? All right. All right. Sounds great, everybody. Everybody have a fantastic mm-hmm. night. Thank you for watching. Remember, please share the show. I, I would appreciate it actually. Yeah, we if, would. if you share the show to someone, if you like it, if you listen to it on a podcast platform, you know, like like it. Um, it, it matters. If if you um, watching us on any um, on YouTube, like the show, it matters. Um, more people that see this stuff, the more people that can, that can be helped because so many people are struggling right now. All yeah. Right? Even if you screenshot it, share it to your stories on Instagram. Yeah. Angela wants to means say a something. Lot. Hello, so um. Just wanted to say goodbye, good night. You know what I'm about to say. No, we don't. We're not mind readers. What are you about to say? 
Good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Did you have a podcast, another podcast this weekend? Yes, we're going, me and Papa are going to do a podcast this weekend. It's going to be another fun fact podcast. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to put some clips out of his last podcast. Man, this kid went deep into astronomy. Deep. Real deep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's stuff he's <clears throat> talking about stuff I had no freaking idea of getting great questions. Yeah. He's like, every, pretty much. Actually, every fun fact that he talks about, and he talked about about 20 of them this week, I actually didn't know anything about any of them. I talked about a lot of Pokemon fun facts, and, and at one point he just said, Angela, what are you talking about? It wasn't about that, you though. You lose me with Pokemon. But it, was, but it was also the astronomy, the astronomy stuff. You know, anyway. Anyway, Angelo. Yep. Uh, bye. Get ready for bed, my love. Mm-hmm, sure thing. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Have All an right. awesome night. Take care. Bye-bye.